Welcome back to another exciting week in the Web3 universe. I'm your host, The Mayor, and you're listening to the best NFT media-nominated NFT and Chill podcast, the show that discusses interesting topics with artists, creators, and thought leaders from the Web3 space. On this week's episode, we have Niren and Dan Williams, who are two NFT artists doing their art on the Tezos blockchain. So we're going to talk a little bit about Tezos, what's happening with Art Basel next week, and just kind of get into the whole ecosystem and how they started creating and what's happening on the Tezos blockchain. So sit back and chill while we explore the exciting world of Web3 and NFTs together. Who I have with me today is a couple of friends from the NFT Web3 space, Niren and Dan Williams. We're going to be talking about the whole NFT art scene that's going on on the Tezos blockchain leading up to Art Basel. Niren, why don't you go first and introduce yourself to the listeners. So I'm Niren. I am a traditional and digital artist. I got involved in NFTs maybe February last year, so I still feel quite new. I used my first NFTs around about April last year on Ethereum. Then I switched to Hazel's maybe about three months after that. So that's me. Awesome. Thank you. Dan, want to give yourself an introduction real quick? I'm an Australian Indigenous artist, um, and my art is a side project from that. I've been a part of the Web3 space for almost a year now. Got in to the NFTs uh, through another artist that I saw listing some. Pretty much jumped down the rabbit hole of the NFTs and blockchain technology. Had another avenue for exposure to my art and ended up in the Tezos community, which has been great. Awesome. Very cool. So yeah, I'm excited to get into, you know, NFTs, how it all started. It was like really about the art, the JPEGs, the PFPs, then the market got saturated and people thought that was dying. But over on Tezos, it is a pretty huge ecosystem. And I kind of wanted to get into that with a couple of artists that are doing well on Tezos. So yeah, that's what we're going to get into. Because a lot of people have their blockchains, you know, there are the the Soul Maxis, and then you have the Cardano, and then you have ETH. For the people out there who might not know what Tezos is and what's happening on Tezos, Niren, explain kind of your experience. Sure. So I started on ETH, as I said, and was very, very new to the whole cryptocurrency, NFTs, had no experience whatsoever. I think I found it challenging, you know, gas fees, transactional fees, um, in my opinion, not a lot of great art there either as well. Probably Wag Me Wines. They were the first project I got involved with that were on Tezos. That led to me starting to look into that type of platform and art more. And I just found that it was a lot more accessible and prices were a lot better. That's one thing that I love. Low transaction fees. Everyone can buy the art. There's so much amazing art on there that is really, really affordable. I just feel that the art there, people care about it a lot more. There's a lot more effort put into it. And for me, I just felt that the type of thing that I was trying to do, it suited me a lot better. That's when I decided to switch over to Tezos. You know, I still have got a couple of projects on ETH and I wouldn't be completely against exploring other blockchains. But for me, Tezos just now is a really exciting place and amazing artists on there. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Wag Me Wine, which you mentioned, uh, the founder, Poke, has actually been a guest on this show, episode 23. So if you want to go back and check that out, 
an ETH maxi like myself, I have noticed what happening on Tezos. With the art and collectibles, I really like what Tezos blockchain has done to market themselves in that niche. They have these events at, you know, Art Basel Paris, at every Art Basel around the world, but especially this one this week in Miami. And I think they're doing a great job with having an identity. A lot of blockchains are kind of trying to be the alternative to Ethereum, which is kind of a short-term fix. As these updates keep coming, will there be a need for an alternative for Ethereum? So I I like what Tezos is doing. Dan, real quick, could you just kind of give your uh, experience on Tezos? I've met so many fantastic people there. I've met people that are willing to give information and just guide and support, including this podcast. That's attracted me to the Tezos community and where I've been from there. Yeah, absolutely. The cost of gas is basically non-existent. Pieces and collectibles you can get are just extremely affordable. So if you enjoy collecting art or if you were really into baseball cards or something like that, it's kind of a cool thing that Tezos has going on. And there's a lot of people and artists like yourself, Niran, who you know, are doing like burn events. And like, if you collect a certain amount, you get a special piece. And there is some utility going on there as well, which only adds to the experience. Could you explain about your collection a little bit? And I don't know if people know this, but if you've seen my PFP on Twitter, or some of the content for NFT and chill and the cartoon depiction of me, that was done by Niren. It's an incredible piece, which I love. Could you explain what's going on with your collection? Yeah, so I have a few. First one, which is on ETH, is butterflies. So that was a hundred designs. They're all kind of similar. So butterfly over a woman's face and all different designs on the butterfly. So I love that one. That was my first proper collection. Since I've moved over to Tezos, I have a few. Like I'd say I'm quite, I like to do different things. I like to try new styles. I'm really loving, like you said, the burn events and community is amazing. It's just really fun. I think on Tezos, when you get involved in these different projects and, and different artists, there's always some sort of event or contest or something going on. So I'm trying to build a lot more of that into my collections my current one is neuron nightmares which was supposed to be well it is a halloween collection and it's dragged on a little bit but again the community is so supportive so they're like it's fine just spend the time developing quality art and then it's a collection of 31 drawings there's 100 editions of each one and I think I'm on 12 or 13 at the moment. And they're all a bit spooky, all a bit creepy. And there's a prompt word for each day of October. And I'm trying to do burn events for original pieces of art and prints. So it's going really well. It's really fun. It's really exciting. I normally draw all the time anyway. So for me, being able to share it at this kind of platform with this many people and have the community support is just incredible. I mean, I've collected a few. You were doing giveaways on Twitter, which is cool. Like you said, it just adds to the experience. I think one of the biggest things is the support that's happening. Artists are supporting each other there. Their communities are supporting each other. And that kind of how you keep an ecosystem alive. Dan, if you want to tell us what you're doing on Tezos, because I think I have a few of your pieces as well. Yeah, so my connections introduction is just a basic overview of my work in my connection style of painting. 
the colors that I use and what they mean to me hopefully inspire a little bit of thought about what they mean to everyone else. And hopefully through that, I can connect with other people. It is all about creating a discussion for me and learning from everyone. Hopefully people will learn something a bit about myself and it will hopefully get them to learn something about themselves as well and through that connection to communicate and open those lines of discussion. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just look at this episode right here. Niran is from Scotland and you hail from Australia. And like you said, you did Australian Indigenous art. There's just so much cool stuff that you can find in the NFT space, but also you're interacting on a global scale. That is what I've always enjoyed about Web3. Dan, real quick, could you explain what Australian Indigenous art is and kind of how you're introducing that as an NFT? So for myself, my my journey with Indigenous art, I've always loved it, uh, but I've never really embraced it. So about five or six years ago, I delved deeper into uh, coming from an Indigenous peoples. I then started painting myself after I started learning about it. That's what my Connections collection is, a bit of an introduction to my style of painting and the colors that I use in my painting and what they actually mean to me. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And it's very interesting art. You know, I've heard Australian Indigenous art before, but I've, I've never really actually looked into it or saw it until I saw your collection. So Art Basel is coming up, and I know Tezos has a pretty big event that's going on for that in Miami. They've done one in almost every Art Basel around the world, which is really cool. You know, you kind of get to see the Web 2 and Web 3 kind of intertwine. And then there's a bunch of Web 3 events going on that week as well. Uh, DecentralCon Miami, the Women's Web 3 Summit, and others. Niran, you are actually coming for Art Basel all the way from Scotland. Is that right? Yes, I am. I'm so excited. So it's my first time to the US and my first time to any sort of art conference or NFT conference, anything like that. So I'm really excited. Can't wait to come along. That's the power of Web3 right there. This is your first trip to the United States. You're coming for Art Basel and the Web3 event. You'll be at DecentralCon. That's really awesome. If there was someone out there who was looking to check out the Tezos blockchain and maybe buy a few NFTs and try and participate, how would someone go about doing that? Like, What are their first steps? Well, I'm going to tell them to listen to your podcast. <laughs> so that's what they got to do first, because like, honestly, learn so much. I still feel like quite new. And I feel like if I can do it, then anyone can. But generally, like Dan said, Wagme Wine community is amazing. You find a good community, you go on Twitter, like they'll keep you right. People that will guide you. It's really fun collecting art together. Yeah, just reach out. Like that's that's all I did. Like, I didn't know anyone. I Like, none of my friends are into NFTs or anything like that. So I just went on Twitter and connected with people. So, yeah, don't be afraid to ask questions. Get a wallet set up. Um, find a good community that you kind of gel with. Yeah, that's great advice. So I believe the wallet is Kukai. But like Niran said, just participating on Twitter, finding people that you can vibe with in a community, you know, making sure you're being safe for sure check double checking your links and maybe asking around especially if you have questions dan where can people find you and your artwork i am on twitter 
uh, dwilliams17art, uh, Instagram at danwilliams17art, and danwilliamsart.tez on object.com for my collection. Awesome. And Niran, where can uh, people find you and, and your art? Um, so I'm on Instagram and Twitter, so both Niran underscore art. And I've got a link to a Beacons page on there. It's got links to all my collections and my website as well. Awesome. I want to thank you both so much for coming on NFT and Chill. It was an absolute honor to have you. And I can't wait to meet you, Niran, in Miami for Art Basel. And Dan, it's always a pleasure. Um, always enjoy you know, talking with both of you on Twitter and in, in the Discord. Thank you so much for having me. It's been absolutely awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun. And that's it for this week's show. I want to thank my guests, Niran and Dan Williams, both friends of mine, for coming on the show and giving so much good information and kind of just the whole experience of what's happening on Tezos, you know, leading up into to Art Basel. So I think it's going to be a great week. I'm very excited to be speaking at DecentralCon and the Women's Web3 Summit. NFT and Chill is also a media partner at both of those events. So if you see me, I would love to connect with anybody from the space, especially if you listen to this podcast. You know, we always don't have to be talking about what's going on with FTX or the crypto winter. Sometimes it's just good to, you know, talk about some positive things in the space and give people some education on a blockchain like Tezos, who I think is doing a great job creating an identity for themselves as kind of a niche chain. Of course, I want to thank my sponsor, Zengo, for making this episode possible. If you haven't checked out their wallet, it's one of the safest in Web3. I would do that. And I want to thank every single listener for this historic year that NFT and Chill has done completely organically. And it's all because of people listening and supporting the show. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss another episode. I'm the mayor. And you've been listening to the NFT and Chill podcast. Peace.